Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of Saucon Source LLC. For more local news and information, please visit SaucinSource.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of No Rain Date, the podcast of Sock and Source, where we bring you the latest local news and interviews with people that are making a difference in your community. I'm Josh Popachak, the publisher of Sock and Source and your host for No Rain Date, and it's my pleasure to bring you the latest headlines for the week ending October 23rd, 2020. There have been several coyote sightings recently in Lower Saucon Township. We had a story earlier this week about a coyote sighting in the area of Woodfield Drive in Lower Saucon Township between Hickory Hill Road and Mountain Drive South. I shared photos of the animal on the website and on Facebook, and I've seen a few comments from people that think this particular animal may have been a fox. Regardless, since I've published it, I have received several photos emailed to me of what appear to be coyotes. The police have warned about them in the past, and last month we had photos of a coyote that was sighted along Colesville Road in Lower Saucon, which is not that far from Woodfield Drive. So the fact is that they are in the area. They really don't pose a huge threat to people. That's the good news. Unless, of course, they have a disease. Some of them have mange, which can be infectious. Uh, Certainly if you have small children or small pets and you live in in Lower Saucon, you you might not want to leave them outside alone. You probably wouldn't want to do that anyway. But with animals, including black bears in the area, it's, it's just a common sense safety measure to keep an eye on on anyone who's small and and out in your yard. In business news, we have an update on the Hellertown Starbucks that is being planned for the former Bank of America building at Main Street and Polk Valley Road in Hellertown. It's right on the border of Hellertown and Lower Saucon Township. This is in the bank building. The bank closed more than two years ago. Starbucks is planning to add a drive-through at this location. It is a very busy intersection, so in response to concerns about traffic flow in and out of the shopping center, the engineers for Starbucks presented a revised site plan to the Hellertown Planning Commission earlier this month, and the site plan calls for a holding lane leading to the drive-through that will hold a total of 18 vehicles. This will help prevent traffic from backing up to the point where it's out of the driveway to the shopping center and onto Main Street or Polk Valley Road. Obviously, that could be a hazardous situation. So they've addressed that with these with this larger than typical holding lane. And uh, we have a photo of the drawing with the story on Sock and Source. It's been one of our most read stories. Obviously, Starbucks is sort of a hot topic in this area. There are fans fans of Starbucks and those who aren't big fans and for a number of reasons, but everybody seems to have a strong opinion about it one way or the other. 
I know I've read some comments from readers uh, wishing that a local coffee shop was opening in that location instead. Certainly that's that's an understandable sentiment. We all want to patronize local businesses when we can. I think part of the issue is that in a shopping center environment, rents are often a lot higher than in, say, the downtown area. So that might be a factor in why a local business did not open there. Certainly, like I said, it was vacant for about two years. There was ample time for somebody local to take a look at the property and lease it during that time. It appears that the Starbucks is a go. Now that they made these changes, Borough Council will uh, have to give their final approval to the plan, but they have made the changes that were requested. Those include adding a curb line around the shopping center on the Polk Valley side, Polk Valley Road side rather, of the shopping center to help direct the flow of traffic into the parking lot and prevent accidents because right now it's just one long open area with no real defined driveway. So we don't have an opening date timeline for Starbucks, but obviously we'll be continuing to follow the progress and when we do have an opening date, we'll be the first to share it with you. In other business news, We were attendees at a very special ribbon-cutting ceremony because it was actually for two businesses at the same time. This was last week, and it was the ribbon-cutting ceremonies for the Carriage House at Heinzelman's and Lehigh Valley Animal Crematory Services. Both of these businesses are part of the Heinzelman Funeral Home family of businesses here in Hellertown. We all know Heinzelman Funeral Home. It's owned by our very own David Heinzelman, who's also the mayor of Hellertown, and he's been a regular guest on No Rain Date. Certainly we want to congratulate Dave once again on the opening of these two special businesses. Lehigh Valley Animal Crematory Services has been open for over a year, actually, but they they have been growing the business uh, during that time. Uh, reaching out to individual pet owners and working with veterinarians in the area who may be looking for another option that they can share with their clients. Certainly pets are like family members for most of us, and it's important that they have a dignified you know, experience and, and their owners as well when the time comes for them to cross the Rainbow Bridge. And that certainly is the case at Lehigh Valley Animal Crematory Services. We were first at the ribbon cutting there, that's on Front Street. Then the crowd moved up about half a block to the carriage house at Heinzelman's, which is an event venue that is adjacent to the funeral home, but it's an entirely separate building. It's a brand new building with modern lighting, seating, barn doors. It's very open and airy. And the idea behind this, uh, the genesis, was that Mr. Heintzelman wanted to be able to provide a venue for his clients who wish to have a bereavement luncheon or, or other meal after a funeral service. He wanted to be able to provide that on site. Under Pennsylvania law, you cannot serve food inside a funeral home. So he built a separate building on Saucon Street. One side is on Saucon Street. Uh, the other side faces the parking lot behind Heinzman Funeral Home, which is on Main Street. 
So they are very close together. This will be a convenient option for clients, guests, and friends in the future so they won't have to get in a vehicle and drive somewhere else, uh, which adds to the stress of what's normally a very stressful time for families. I'm sure that's an option that's going to be uh, well-received by many people beyond the Hellertown community. It's also a great thing because this uh, event venue is available for other occasions. Ricky Gower, who's the president or chair, rather, of the Hellertown Lower Saucon Chamber Board of Directors, mentioned that he recently had a birthday party there, and it was fantastic. You'll want to check out their Facebook page for photos. Of course, we have photos in our story about both ribbon cuttings, and it was a really fun event. Lost Tavern Brewery was there with samples of their beers. Black River Farms was there with wine samples. Brooklyn's Catering provided the food and the cake, which was fantastic. Uh, So it was a true community event with other local businesses participating. And, of course, the Greater Lehigh Valley Chamber of Commerce and Hellertown Lower Saucon Chamber of Commerce played a huge role in organizing the event and as they do with all the ribbon cuttings here. It was it was just a wonderful evening and it kind of felt like old times, I was saying, to, uh, to people that were also there and in the sense that, you know, we were out together. Haven't been able to do that in the last seven months, really, because of COVID-19. Of course, everybody was wearing masks and practicing social distancing, so it was also a safe event. In news out of Fountain Hill, the Fountain Hill Borough Council President Leo Atkinson announced at a meeting on Wednesday that he is resigning from Borough Council effective October 31st. Leo has been a guest on No Rain Date, and we have also interviewed him many times for various articles we've written about Fountain Hill. He's been very helpful to us as far as covering the borough, uh, which is something we feel is important because many other local media no longer cover Fountain Hill and other small boroughs. So we're certainly going to miss his help when it comes to doing that. In his resignation letter, Leo Atkinson cited his dissatisfaction with the current budget negotiations as they relate to the police department's budget. He would like to see more effort put into scrutinizing the police department's budget, which has included significant amounts of overtime in the past in order to help prevent further tax increases in the borough. Taxes have increased substantially in the last few years, and and he cites a number of uh, numbers in his letter which were sort of challenged by the Fountain Hill Mayor Carolee Gifford and Fountain Hill Police Chief Ed Bockert. Uh, you'll read their comments in our story about his resignation, which was just published on Thursday. We also have an update on the Upper Bucks Rail Trail, which is going to essentially extend the Saucon Rail Trail mile south into up, Upper Bucks County. The Saucon Rail Trail currently ends in Coopersburg, once the Upper Bucks Rail Trail opens, you'll be able to continue south from Coopersburg through Springfield Township and Richland Township to Veterans Park, which is on East Pumping Station Road just north of Quakertown. So it's almost going to 
double the length of the trail. It's expected to open later this fall. We have a couple photos of the trail crossing at California Road, which is near Veterans Park in Richland Township. And we also have some other information about the network that this new trail is part of. It's called the Circuit Trails. It's a pretty cool thing. They're working on developing an 800-mile trail network in eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Finally, we're continuing our coverage of haunted local places for Halloween. We have a couple stories. One is related to uh, our podcast guest last week, Ellen Flynn, who shared stories about several haunted places in the Lehigh Valley and their their historical associations. We have Ellen's story about Getters Island uh, published on the site. Getters Island is in Easton and it is named for a man who was actually hanged there after being convicted of murder all the way back in 1833. So that's a fascinating story. We also have a personal account of a friend of Sock and Source whose life was affected when she lived in a house in Wilson that she believes was haunted. That one will probably make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. We're going to have a number of additional stories, both personal accounts of paranormal experiences and also more haunted history in the Lehigh Valley and beyond from Ellen Flynn. So be sure to follow us on Facebook and subscribe to the newsletter So you don't miss out on those updates. Halloween is coming up fast and um, we want to make sure that you have plenty of reading material if you're going to be celebrating it at home as more people are doing this year due to the pandemic. Of course, we do have trick-or-treat still scheduled, but that is going to be a little bit different this year as well. So that's the news for this week. And now we're going to have our buddy Coach Reef here with a preview of this week's Saucon Valley football game. Hey Panther fans, it's crunch time. Reef here to give you a little scouting report on the 2-1 Panthers against the 4-1 Northwestern Lehigh Tigers. Saucon Valley will put on their dress whites and make the trip up 309 to New Tripoli for their Friday night fight with the Tigers. The Tigers defeated Palisades 36-28 week one. They lost in an independent contest against Burke's Catholic 56-35. They defeated Wilson Warriors 42-16. They defeated Palmerton Blue Bombers 57-28. And last week, a 39-28 victory, Tigers over the Falcons of Salisbury. Northwestern Lehigh averages 46 points scored per game. Their defense gives up an average of 27 points per game. They are an explosive offense who do give up some points defensively. Their offense against the Panther defense. Like I said, the Tigers are explosive and have a stable full of skilled players. It all starts with number five, dual threat quarterback Justin Holmes. Holmes is an eye-catching 6'3", 205-pounder who runs the high-octane Tiger offense. Passing numbers, 40 of 85 for 842 yards. 11 touchdown passes to 6 interceptions. Running the ball, like I said, Holmes is a dual-threat quarterback. 81 carries for 620 yards. He is a physical downhill runner who averages 7.7 yards per carry. Holmes has 9 rushing touchdowns in his 5 games. 
If it's not Holmes running the football, it's probably Nick Henry. He's a senior, number four. He's a tough tackle also. He stands at 5'11", 180 pounds. He has 66 carries for 343 yards, five touchdowns, 5.2 yards per carry. Henry has also proven to be a reliable receiver out of the backfield. He has 12 catches for 192 yards and a touchdown. Perhaps the best player on the field might be senior Justin Roden, number two. He is also a Tiger playmaker. He is listed at an unassuming 5'8", 155 pounds, but the kid can play. Rhoda has 12 grabs for 224 yards and four touchdowns. He is also a speedy jet sweeper that has carried the ball 14 times for 168 yards. Rhoda has run for four touchdowns as well. Perhaps the most explosive playmaker for Northwestern Lehigh is Cade Christopher, number eight. Christopher is almost a Rhoda clone at 5'9", 150. Check this out. Eight catches for 333 yards, six touchdowns. Six TDs and only eight catches. Eight catches for 333 yards. Averages, to get this, 41 yards per catch. As you can see, Northwestern Lehigh is not short on playmakers. The Panther defense, who surrenders an average of 36 points per game, has their work cut out for them. On defense, Salkin is no doubt led by inside linebacker Ty Fizzenmare. Fizzy, only a sophomore, measures about 5'9", 180, but is certainly the heart and soul of Salkin's D. He plays with passion and is credited with 34 tackles so far. He also has two interceptions and a sack. Now, the Tiger defense against the Panther offense. The Tigers seem to have some holes defensively. They give up an average of 27 points per game. Hopefully the Panthers can find those holes and continue to hit big plays. There are a couple of Tigers who jump out at you on the stat sheet. The first is senior defensive end number 58, Owen Caulfield. Caulfield is the Tigers' leading tackler and has been credited with 49 stops so far this season. Number 11, Reed Conroy, is also a run stopper. Conroy is another Tiger senior, and he averages nine tackles per game. In the air, number 20, Taylor Wickert may be a concern when the Panthers throw. Wickert is a junior who, from his free safety position, has four interceptions in five games. Salkin Valley's offense has been a little inconsistent, but they have proven to be a very potent offense. Led by dual threat Dante. Dante Mahaffey, the Panthers average 33 points per game. Mahaffey is 32 of 56 for 562 yards. He averages 17 yards per completion and 187 excuse me, passing yards per game. Mahaffey has been great with his decision making, having thrown seven touchdowns with no interceptions. Number 12, Mahaffey can get it done on the ground as well. He has 46 carries for 323 yards to his name. That averages to over 100 yards per game and 7 yards per carry. Mahaffey has crossed the goal line for four rushing touchdowns. When Mahaffey throws it, it is usually to his good buddy Ty Sensitz, number 11. In only three games, Sensitz has 19 catches for 354 yards and four touchdowns. Ty, he's a living human highlight film of spectacular catches. He averages almost 19 yards per reception. Number 13, sophomore Alex Magnata is also on Mahaffey's radar. Magnata is a big target measuring 6'3 with reliable hands. Amags has 9 catches for 132 yards and 2 touchdowns. His 2 TDs were clutch catches for sure. The Panthers are hoping to get more from their ground game this week. Number 22, Josh Torres, is getting better week by week. Torres has 48 carries for 250 yards. As a sophomore, Torres measures 5'9", 170. 
He has a nice blend of speed, power, and vision. Torres averages over five yards per carry and has scored three touchdowns. He's only going to get better. The Panthers will be welcoming back number 21, Damian Garcia, this week. Garcia rushed for over 1,000 yards for the Panthers last season as a sophomore. He's bigger than Torres at 5'10", 200, but his skill set is very similar. Hopefully, Garcia can make an impact for the Panthers. Last week, Saucon Valley rallied after a slow start to edge out Palmerton. This week, Saucon will need to get out fast and never look back. The Tigers are very well coached in last year's Colonial League champ. They were also the District 11 runner-ups from a season ago. It would be a signature win for sure for Saucon Valley if they can hit their stride for a full 48 minutes and get out of Nutripoli with the win. Good luck, Panthers. The source is with you. Here at Saucon Source, our mission is to provide information and make it as available as possible to the people in our community. A large part of that is a public service, and we're grateful for the support we have from local advertisers because that revenue helps keep the information flowing to you, our readers and listeners. Local news production does cost money, and that's why we've also introduced a voluntary membership option on Sock and Source, and we'd like to tell you a little more about that. Essentially, the membership is a recurring monthly contribution that shows your support for the work that we're doing. It helps guarantee that the information will remain free and accessible to you as well as to others in our community, and it also helps fund our future growth. Sock and Source is growing and we're expanding our coverage area. The more support we receive from the community, the better coverage we can provide and the more useful the site will be to you. So that's why we would invite you to visit our membership page on the website sockandsource.com. You can do that by clicking on join under my sock and source, which you'll see on the right side of your screen if you're on a desktop or at the bottom of any article page. You'll see several membership options, including a monthly membership for $7, a four-month membership for $25, or a yearly membership for $70. These are strictly voluntary contribution levels, and they're not any part of a paywall. There's no requirement to contribute, but we are grateful for those who have already done so, and we hope that you will consider purchasing a membership in the future. Doing so is quick and easy. You can do it securely online, and you can cancel at any time. Thank you again to all our current members, and thank you for considering becoming a future member. It's my pleasure to welcome our guest to No Rain Date this week, Eric Bartos, who's an author. He has a new book, Bar 40, Achieving Personal Excellence, and this is a 52-week training resource for reaching your peak potential, but that doesn't even begin to do it justice. Eric and I have known each other for a number of, of years, and we've sort of like recently reconnected through him releasing his book. He's here to tell us more about it. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, Josh. I appreciate it. I, uh, I listen to your show, and I, I follow Sock and Source, so it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Tell us about the genesis for for Bar 40. I know it goes back a few years, and right. the 40 is a reference to turning 40. Um, yeah, that's the number That's the number one question that comes up. So sometimes in, I joke around in retrospect, I might have named it like Bar 52 or Bar 365 or something like that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize it was going to kind of grow legs and build momentum over time, but it, which is 
you know, a good problem, as they say. But yeah, so I was, uh, to answer your question, I was 39. I was with a bunch of friends. Uh, we were at a bar. We were all talking about what we're going to do for our 40th birthday. And, you know, the conversation lended itself to what, what 40th birthdays normally entail, like a Vegas vacation or a trip to wine country or a trip to the racetrack or skydiving, all these, all these really events-based sort of birthday celebrations, which, you know, believe me, they all sound great. I do any one of them. And, but for my 40th birthday, I don't know why, but I, it had a little bit more gravitas to me. I wanted to make it something more memorable and more special. And that's when I was toying around with the idea of making it like a, a best year ever instead of a best weekend ever. So one, one of the big things that was in my mind when I was coming up with this program was I really wanted to get back into like good shape and just kind of tighten up all the areas of my life that I felt like were just, you know, taking a back seat to, you know, we all, we all spend so much time on our work and our, and we lose focus on sometimes on how we're, how we're actually living our best selves every day. So there was a few different aspects that I wanted to really dial in. One was I wanted to, my, so my daughter was born in 2009. I turned 40 in 2016. So my daughter was like seven. And I realized that after my daughter was born, I somehow put on like, I put on like baby weight, right? <laughs> and it's, it's, it seems like it's impossible, but it's, it's after, you know, she was born, my running, I was always a runner, but my mileage started to decrease and I just never got back into it. And, and I just, so losing weight was a, a big thing, increasing my exercise every week. I wanted to have some definitive goals. So all these things that I had in my mind, I wanted to take this 40th birthday year and really use that runway to achieve those things. And that was kind of the origin story of Bar 40. After that year was done, I looked back and I was like, man, you know, this was really, really effective for me. So I started just kind of writing. Oh, and one thing, I, during that year, I kept a journal. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of thoughts and notes of what was going on for those 52 weeks. So I could look back and see what what really tended to work. And mm-hmm. I saw that looking at it, it was kind of like the framework of a plan that I knew anybody could put to use in their own life and really get some significant results. So that that was the real start of Bar 40. Once I started to put those notes together and um, come up with this come up with this plan, which which ultimately became the book. Right. Yeah, I know I know you talked about journaling, you know, and you, you were in the habit of doing that from before being a runner. And that was kind of like how you, yeah, totally. You, 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 you look back on some of your old journals and, yeah, yeah. and yeah. were like shocked at the, uh, yeah. the numbers. Totally. Yeah. That's, that, that was like crazy. So one of the things I knew I wanted to lose, I knew I wanted to lose some weight. So what I did was I looked back, I was looking at old pictures and I was like, ah, I was just going to like trying to envision what I wanted to get back to as far as and I was like I found a photo I was like that's what I should look like in my mind like that's in my mind in, you know it's funny like in our minds we we tend to mentally stay young even as we physically grow older right so in my mind I'm like I want to look like that so I looked at this picture and I knew when it was from I was 23 or 24 at the time so I went back to the running journals from that year which would have been like 1999 or 2000 and I pulled out that running journal. I saw that it, like the weight was like 165. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, because I had weighed myself and I saw that I was like at like 209. So I was like, this is a huge delta to, uh, to try to 
try to hit this number, but I ended up doing it and it was through a combination of, you know, a lot of diet enhancements and modifications, which is one of the best parts about bar 40 is in my mind, I needed to come up with a plan that was sustainable for a year. I didn't, I didn't want to do something that was going to be torturous because I knew that it would be very unlikely to stick with it. I, cu I couldn't say like, I'm going to eat celery sticks for a year and rice cakes because that nobody can do that. So I wanted to come up with a plan with, which still I could eat what I wanted to eat, but just do it in a better way. Substitute, you know, if I was getting a coffee, I wouldn't get cream and sugar, right? I would just get skim milk. And if right. I was eating a sandwich, I didn't have, have to have mayonnaise on it with cheese. I could just do it with mustard. Like these slight enhancements and improvements that over time and collectively, you know, just through compounding, right? Like compounding, like financially, right? If you, mm -hmm. if you have an amount of money and interest builds and that small amount becomes much, much greater over time. So same thing with these daily, small daily changes over time. They they started to build in something really, really meaningful. But yeah, that that realization of what my <laughs> my target weight was going to be was like, oh man. But it's, it, it was certainly doable. And and this is the part that freaks people out. But during that year too, like I knew for me one thing for sure that was going to have to be on the chopping block was I was going to do like this 52 week sober challenge. But because for me, I realized that a lot of empty calories came from, from beer. That's the only thing I ever really drank was beer. So I was like, all right, I know I can cut a lot of excess daily calories that way. So that, that became part of the, the true bar 40 plan <laughs> is a 52 week sober challenge included in it. I mean, I've talked to a number of people where there's two things that, that tend to happen with that concept. One, people embrace it, or one, people are like, oh, no way I'm doing that. So it, it, people yeah. tend to fall into those two camps with that, you know? Right. Or I want to do that, but I'm afraid, you know, right. I might not be able to, or afraid of failure. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the book dedicates a, a fair, you know, there's one section. The book, the book is broken into uh, a few different sections. One's about mindset, which I, I still think is... Probably the most important part of Bar 40, and I'll talk about that in a second, but the, the fitness part, the goals part, which is really, really uh, uh, so unique about the Bar 40 program and, and maybe one of the best parts. And then there's a, a section on drinking because it's such, a, uh, it's such an interesting topic. I find having talked about Bar 40 for four years and having had this book out for obviously not that long, I do find it's one of the most popular topics that, that come up with people. There's... It really strikes a nerve. It really resonates, and it's seemingly even more during COVID, where you know, bar forty in general, I found really, really has. And you know, again, the the program predates COVID by years, so mm -hmm. it just so happens that this is occurring in twenty twenty with the book coming out. But it it is so so much of a direct overlay about what's going on with our with our lives, right? So, so many people, and and you guys can probably relate to this, everybody can to a certain extent, but our, our life and our schedules have been completely upended, right? All the structure, all the normalcy, everything that we're accustomed to in our life has been turned upside down, right? People that would go to work are now working from home. Kids that were going to school are now from home. Our gyms are closed and just everything that we know in our daily routines Every rug that we stand on was yanked out from underneath us basically on, on March 13th. Mm -hmm. And for the past, you know, seven months, it's just been this continuous 
zone of uncertainty. You know, I equated to that week between Christmas and New Year's where technically you're at work, but it's just such a, like, a, they're like dead days because nobody's doing anything. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been like that for like seven months. So I think one of the reasons Bar 40 really, really, people latch onto it is because it gives everybody a chance to regain some sense of structure and control in their own life. Because Bar 40 is designed to be a unique 52-week journey that's tailored to each individual person that does it. It's really a self-guided journey. It's designed as a field guide to give you the tools and resources, but the rest is up to you to build your own program with regards to diet, goals, the habits that come with it. And there's a tremendous amount of resources in there. But I think that having this added layer of structure people just kind of latch onto it they're like man this is something i can i can really really put to use but i was going to say about the drinking thing this covid has has somehow normalized drinking to a to a new extent and a lot of people that were maybe maybe kind of borderline about drinking too much in life in general this has provided a very unfortunate set of circumstances where it's really removed the guardrails for their normal life, things that kept them in check. Like, well, I can't go too crazy. I've got to be at work in the morning. Or I I can't go nuts. I've got to get my kid to soccer practice at 6 o'clock so I can't be doing the... uh, the mommy juice at 1 p.m. or or whatever the case, you know what I mean? But all those, all those things that functioned as kind of, kind of breaks in our life, you take those away and, you know, people are like, you know what, who cares? This may be the end of the world. I'm going to have that extra glass of wine. Smoke them if you got them and tell them. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it's certainly anybody can, can appreciate that logic to a certain extent. Like, listen, the world's gone crazy. If I want to have a couple extra drinks, I'm going to do that. Right. But unfortunately, with drinking, it's it's an addictive substance, and if you if you do anything that's addictive enough, you will eventually become addicted. It's just how the human body works. So COVID has not been, unless you're a liquor company, COVID <laughs> has not been a great situation for anybody that is even marginally prone to drinking too much. So yeah. that 52, sorry for being a roundabout answer to this, but that no. 52 weeks over challenge, I think, really resonates with a lot of people who who would love. A good reason to to say like I, almost like a life preserver. Like I want to stop drinking, but I don't. I really don't want to be having these conversations constantly with people like, "Why aren't you drinking?" And that's such a such a common. It's the craziest thing, right? Alcohol is such a such a well marketed toxin. Let's just call it what it is, right? But it's done the the alcohol industry has done an amazingly effective job over over the last whatever it is, 150 years of marketing liquor, where it's become so so standard as part of our life here in America, right? Any anytime we want to celebrate, any achievement, any actually any Anything in life requires some alcohol. It's just mm-hmm. it's all around us constantly. We're surrounded by it. We see we see great looking people having fantastic times, living it up. That's the marketing campaigns. It does not show somebody vomiting on their iPhone in the right. back seat of their car and not being able to find their wallet and not being able to pay. You know all all the uh, right. ancillary peripheral things that sometimes come along with drinking. It doesn't it doesn't show that. We get the we get the highlight reel of alcohol. Right. And unfortunately. You know, again, COVID has just kind of magnified that. So for Bar 40, when people do this 52-week program, and it gives them, it gives them a chance to reframe the narrative around drinking. So if they're in a, situ- a social situation, and somebody inevitably they will will say, "Hey, where's your drink?" 
instead of that that common thing happening where somebody makes an excuse like, well, I've got to work early in the morning or I'm on medication or, you know, people come up with a million reasons that yeah. you can't use the same one the next time. So the plans kind of fall apart because you can't. This allows somebody to say, hey, listen, I'm doing bar 40. It's this 52-week program. It involves diet enhancements, fitness program, goal setting, habit elimination, habit formation, sugar avoidance, no alcohol. So it kind of, you know, it's one of the, one of the elements of bar 40, but it's not the headline. So mm-hmm. it shifts the perspective where people can, can add it in, but they don't have to make it the main story. And when people are able to do that, it gives them, in, you know, you could say camouflage or an umbrella or a cover story, whatever the case is. But the truth of the matter is they have a legitimate reason for the next 52 weeks where they don't have to explain to people. And believe me, I've been, I, I know from experience that people stop asking the question. They ask it once and then they see again, it's the question is, how's bar 40 going? Not, mm-hmm. you're not drinking? I mean, unless right. they're unless there's something wrong with them, they're going to keep asking you the same question. Unless, right. You know what I mean? So it, it, it that wouldn't be very much, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it does become, helpful. it becomes much, uh, it could be, you know, the, the, the conversation typically is, uh, uh, and I write this in the book, but there's a few different scenarios where they say, I'm going to do that someday. Like, and someday is like the eighth day of the week because it never gets here. Mm-hmm. Or they say like, all right, I know who my designated driver is going to be for the next year. Or I quit drinking once. Worst 20 minutes of my life, you know, right. it's gonna, it's something like that, but nobody Cheesy, re- like, one line. Yeah, yeah, you, there's a million of them out there, and you'll hear them all, but the end of it is, people, in general, have an appreciation for what you're doing, and they have a respect for it, and they have, you know, there's certainly a level of envy by a lot of people, like, man, I, like, I want to have the best year ever. Mm-hmm. I want to dominate my life, and take control of these habits in my life, and for anybody who's listening who says, like, man, this bar 40 sounds like a nightmare as far as, like, giving up all these things that I love. I will tell you, though, the reason that's not the case is when you start living every day in that mindset and seeing things through the filter of, I want to live this best year ever. And this best year means 365 best days. Not, not to say that every day is going to be hitting it out of the park fantastic. That's not, that's not the goal. Perfection is the enemy of good. All we're trying to do is shift our mindset every day to try to make today really matter. And when you start getting into that and having these having these days where it's like, man, I feel like I'm really progressing in my life, it just becomes so motivating and so fulfilling that you don't feel like you're sacrificing anything. Forget about the booze. I mean, that you, you'll definitely, that does not become, if somebody's listening to that, like, well, I don't think I could ever give up drinking, that, you, that just kind of goes, you're priority and your higher power if you want to use something in that context your the bigger priority becomes living this life and continuing that momentum and that eclipse the drinking and, and it just kind of knocks your desire out of the equation i don't know how that happens or why it happens but i know from talking to enough people that it, that it does happen it just becomes less of a focus your mm-hmm. interest just diminishes in comparison to your interest in continuing the momentum of this great year right that makes sense Right. No, it, it definitely does. I mean, I can I can personally relate to a lot of that. And, you know, you're taking me back thinking about the start of COVID and, you know, going into a liquor store and seeing, you know, almost all the shelves empty, you know, like that was, a, you know, no, no pun intended, a sobering moment because it's like, what, why do we need 
You know, right. why why is this a reflex? You know, yeah, why are we, we in this case? Why is this know? our go-to thing? Same thing before a snowstorm. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, people were just grabbing every bottle they could carry, yeah. and and I don't think most of them are alcoholics. You know, but right, um, that that would be scary if they were. And and hey, I was there too. Sure, know? yeah, exactly. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't just there to cover the story, but yeah, it's a real it's a real thing. It's such a main. It's, it is such a you know drinking is such a mainstream thing here. It's uh, and I know that's hard for a lot of people when they are trying to not drink. So you know you're surrounded by it, and you want to be you know part of us wants to be in with the crowd. Again, we're hardwired for that, right? Since uh, since the early days, we see our parents doing it. We see everybody around us. You know, good times equals drinking it's hard to kind of go against that you know but in the main thing there is that you realize that it's such an illusion right you, you know you'll still be with those people having that same good time and all that stuff you know and i say to people like instead of alcohol being a liquid imagine if it were in pill form and to, mm-hmm. to have a good time you had to keep taking a pill every 20 minutes like people would be like, i'm not taking that pill or or, or say drinking was airplane glue that was successfully marketed. And every 20 minutes, you had to keep putting more glue in a paper bag and huffing it. Like, the stuff seems crazy because we're not, we're not conditioned to be into it. But it's, it's no crazier than if you drink beer, like going somewhere and having 15 cans of beer. That, that's crazy, too. I mean, forget about all the, all the health stuff and why alcohol is, is really, like, super bad for us and ruins our sleep and makes us gain weight and changes our brain chemistry and you know, wrecks our skin and, and makes our organs work so much over time. There's, there's, there's a whole, you know, an avalanche of reasons not to drink, but just the, the simple part of it is, and I, and I spend extra time on this because it's such a, it's such a thing that people grapple with the concept of a life without drinking. For some people, it's a fantasy. Like yeah, somebody, what they, their biggest wish and it would be like, I just, I just would like to live a sober life without having the daily cravings to be doing it and i really believe that the bar 40 thing is such an effective tool for that because it allows you to channel that energy that you used to put into drinking and to just shift it into a kind of a daily focus of i'm going to do these things instead and fill my time what you don't want is somebody that just stops drinking and has nothing else going on and staring at the wall for hours Mm -hmm. because that is a that is a very very tough road to hoe as far as being successful with that you need to be able to put your energy elsewhere and that's why you know the journal the bar 40 book comes with this 52 week journal so you have a place every day to record not only fitness stuff and diet aspects but daily successes which is such a big part of this year because you're getting into the habit of living each day really really well and we're all hard on ourselves sometimes of kind of beating ourselves up of something we could have done differently or better or in addition but we don't always acknowledge the fact that we've done good things today we all we all do so that's why in in the journal the daily journal there's a part where there's daily successes you know catch yourself doing something good and then if you're looking for you know just a little a little boost at the end of the week or the end of the month or whatever you can look back and you can see every week you can see 20 things positive that you did that week and one of the additional benefits of that small capture device of daily success in there is that again power of habits right Throughout the day, you're going to get in that habit of thinking, what am I going to write for my daily successes today? Without, I'm telling you, you will. And then you start acting in accordance. That becomes a little bit of a governing factor where now you're looking for things to do good so you can put them in the book. So Mm -hmm. talk about a great self-fulfilling prophecy. 
you wake up looking for things to do. I mean, that is, a, that is a good thing in general. And it just gets you in that habit of trying to do something more positive things throughout the day. I, I think it's cool that as part of the journal, you have a section reminder from your past self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell so us about that. That is such a, uh, that's, that's certainly the way that I've lived my life for a long time. And it's one of those things, this is another area that tends to, tends to really resonate with people. So I appreciate you bringing it up. But we all have this, we all have this predisposition of mental time travel, right? How many times have you heard somebody say, maybe you've said it yourself, but if I can only go back and tell my 20-year-old self this, or if I could go back 15 years, I'd do this differently, or if I, oh, if I had another chance to do that. So obviously, you can't. We can't do any of those things, right? That train is uh, down the tracks. But we can still satisfy that urge to mentally time travel by just shifting the perspective. So if you can, and this takes a little bit of practice, but if you can get into that mindset of envisioning yourself as the version of you 20 years from now or just becoming acquainted with your future self think of your think of yourself as like a wise uncle or wise grandfather that you can go to advice anytime anything that's on your mind day in and day out you can just bounce it let that be a filter that you run things through you can bounce it off your future self and i guarantee you that if you can get in the habit of doing that thinking of that long-term payoff like what would what would make my future self proud that will shift so fundamentally how you act in the in the present time that it's amazing and it's it's just like this crazy modification tool and it's a kind of a it, like i said it's a little bit of getting used to but that will shape how you act today versus so you can still do that what would i do when i was younger but you being younger is you today if you can get your get your mind around that and it's, it's really a, a pretty, cool, pretty cool device because it'll make you do things that you w- don't want to do today, right? I don't want to go out for that run at 11 p.m., but I know that I should do it. All these things that it's easy to skip, you don't want to – and I write about it in the book because now there, there really is a lot of uh, research using this new brain imaging technology about how – because we're, we're a visual species, right? So mm-hmm. now they have this software where you can upload a, a picture of yourself – and it does this great aging of what of what you're going to look like and if you continue with certain habits. So smoking was the first kind of like beta test stuff they did. They showed your future self. If you kept smoking at your current rate, you put in like I smoke whatever, 10 cigarettes a day. And it'll show what your self, your age self looks like at that continued smoking pattern. But they can do it for different things. They can do it for sun exposure. And they also do it, and this one is really interesting. They do it for financial planning right so this is an interesting one because when it comes to financial planning we all we tend to think in present tense right like i want to go on this vacation right now but meanwhile your future self is saying don't do it save for save for the future save for retirement and all this stuff like that so this software shows your future self and your future self their voice gets drowned out it's from a distance right we think in our in our present self so this avatar of yourself it shows like (laughs) like a frowny face when you're spending more than you should be that's that that's not jiving with your financial plan Mm -hmm. but anyway the whole concept is really interesting in the sense of if you can start thinking today about what would have hoped that you would have done when you're older whether whether that's career whether that's relationships whether that's exercise diet all these habits like how do you it's the ultimate plan to live a life without regret 
And it's such a powerful thing because that is travesties, how many people are older and they have regrets, mm-hmm. right? And that, that's probably a lot of people on their deathbed. If you could say, like, if you could do one, get rid of one thing, it would be maybe even more than, you know, their disease, it would be regrets. Mm-hmm. They think of what they could have done differently for their children, for their spouse, for their friends. I shouldn't have spent, you know, it's that old cliche. I shouldn't have spent all those days working. I should have spent more time with family. All those things, like, this isn't, this isn't magic. We can do that. We can do that now. We can live our life. We can have that thought process now so we don't get into that situation where we're ever living regret. You know what I mean? I, I know if I got struck by lightning tomorrow, I've lived a full life and I have no regrets. I'm, I am, you know, hopefully I live till I'm 100, but if I'm good to go, it's not, there's no box that's not checked off for mm-hmm. me. And I've been kind of living with that mindset for a long, long time. But it's it's never too late, right? Like, history is not destiny. Every day, you know, I have this this quote, I think it's in the book, but, you know, we're, we are the author of our own life story. And every mm-hmm. day that we wake up is a fresh page that we get to write on and determine where the plot goes, right? No, and no, no great story is the same from beginning to end. There's twists and turns and things like that. So oftentimes we do get kind of, we get kind of stuck in the mud because we get into these habits, these routines and these ruts of, we've always done it this way, so I'm going to continue to do it that way. And the habit right. is so powerful. That's why, like in that suggested reading list that's in the book, there's a different book every month to read. And that first one is The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. There's all this brain science that's available now with, uh, again, that brain imaging technology that shows us conclusively how the brain functions with regards to habit formation and and pattern behavior mm-hmm. and now we can get a better understanding of it and it's almost like once you get the a look behind the curtain of how the stuff works it's easy to it's easier to understand how to how to implement and remove habits from your life and it's like crazy it's like man i want to start smoking cigarettes so i can quit you know what right. I mean? Like I want to. It's, right. it's yeah, like you didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, it's strangely addictive because it's like the power to, like, there's the, you know, the cue, the, the action, the reward, all these things you can start doing them. And it's like, holy cow! It's really the playbook for how to how to take away and add things to your life. And that's why it's the first book in there because we can get in the habit of making these changes, and then then you're off to the races once you see how it, how it works. Right. Yeah. Suggested reading is is a big part of this book. I mean, you don't just want people to read bar forty. You want them to, yeah, like sort of use it as a launch pad for you know growth and and you you know you make some great recommendations in here. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. Again, this is all like this best year ever. I mean, as much as I love bar forty, I'm a I'm a super avid reader and I read all sorts of books and all sorts of categories all the time. So in my mind. I'm saving you the time of reading all these same titles. I've tried mm-hmm. to distill it down to what I consider best in class for all these different categories. And that's why this suggested reading list, it's a new book that pops up in the journal. every Basically every four weeks, there's a new summary page of a new book that I certainly suggest you read. And some people are like, wait a minute, I got to buy, I got to buy 12 more books with this thing. Like <laughs> what the what? But my point on that one is every one of those book titles is on eBay or Amazon or some used bookseller. You can right. get any of them for five bucks, right? Yeah. So for 60 bucks, if you want to, if you don't want it, then don't. You know what I mean? There's no there's no pressure. But I, I do recommend every one of those books is a game changer. 
in my opinion. I've certainly read them all at least once, and there's no there's no duds in that bunch. And then my other point is, listen, if you really are giving up giving up the booze for a year, think of the money you're going to save. It, I mean that that's legit. That's a whole other topic. If you if anybody who hears this and wants wants to do a candid <laughs> some forensic accounting of their spending habits when it comes to alcohol, mm-hmm. go to one of these alcohol calculator apps and just oh. be realistic, be be honest, and plug in how much. And especially with the, for the craft beer drinkers. Oh, geez. this stuff's like, crazy. So put put that in <laughs> a there. Four pack is like twenty dollars. Right? Yeah. So exactly. So do that, and then think about and don't don't cut any corners. I mean, I know how easy it is to say you're like, well, I don't know, that doesn't count. Put it all in there. How much you spend when right. you go to lunch, go to dinner, like the real deal. And you're gonna, you'll be at a, a thousands of dollars a year. Right. Uh, almost. If it's a local brewery, it's worth every penny. <laughs> I, got, I got to put that in there. If that's Lost Cavern, it's okay. <laughs> but if uh, if you do that, you'll see you'll see the amount of money you're spending. So that yeah, no, that's the, a really good point. Yeah. So the book the book list is not gonna put a dent in your put a dent in your wallet. But I do think they're all they're all great titles. And you know, there's gonna be a, a 2021 edition of Bar 40 coming out, and there may be a, a change or two with you know because obviously more books come out every year, so mm-hmm. that's going to be that's going to be a dynamic list that that evolves over time. But I will put in their previous editions list too because obviously right. those books will never be bad books, you right. know what I mean? But I want to keep it current in the sense of adding you know because new new research and technology and findings and new stuff comes out all the time, and I don't want to sacrifice current just to keep the old. What what if you're somebody who's say like uh, not gonna name any names here, <clears throat> uh, never really exercise regularly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, that that can be an intimidating kind of thought that you know I have to start this fitness plan and you know yeah. I'm not good at that. And how yep. do you how do you succeed if you're somebody like that with bar forty? Yeah, no doubt. So here's here's and I'm glad you asked that because it it does come up and. A lot of plans out there, they start with this assumption that can go in either direction, right? One assumption could be that you're like super Olympian, multiple Ironman finisher, you know, and just crazy. That's your life. Another one could be that you're, you know, haven't left your basement in 18 years and can barely move. But there's not a lot that's kind of middle ground. Bar 40 makes no assumptions about where anybody is at on that fitness spectrum. So mm-hmm. the whole goal is to figure out a way that is going to work for you and your lifestyle to make you more active. And if if the current activity level is, you know, nothing, then that would the most obvious one would be walking. Start with figuring out a way to incorporate a certain amount of and you can set up any way you want to do it whether it's time or distance or a combination of both or these days per week, but you set up a structure that works for you, that works for your schedule, where you and you can write it out in your journal for that week because oftentimes when we write down a goal, we, we are more likely to stick with it if we have it as a more tangible thing. So everybody's goal is different. So with regards to fitness, though, I would make it something that is that is sustainable for for you and if you you know think of things so like a recommendation would be think of things that maybe you used to do that you enjoyed that you just got out of that's mostly the case right so no matter how old you are it's you know we were all kids once so think of what maybe you enjoyed as a kid maybe it was 
roller skating, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was biking. Maybe it was swimming. Maybe it was running. Maybe something that where you were moving. Yeah, something that you that involved activity. That is the key thing. You know, the the human body was never meant to be sedentary, right? Yeah. Over time, we've evolved into kind of like these uh, office creatures, but that was never the way it was it's meant to literally be. Literally taking years off people's lives. Abs- absolutely. And now some of the new f- uh, fitness devices that are out there, I was just talking to somebody this week who mentioned that there's, that there's one where, you know, all of them tell you how many steps you're doing and all that stuff. Now this one calculates how much time you're sitting and not moving and starts taking away points. Hmm. Anything more than four hours there's there's pretty I think it's four hours but depending on age and sex and all that stuff but in general there's pretty conclusive data about when it starts to be detrimental effects to your overall health by not having a certain amount of activity per X amount of time of city so forget about the people that are just sitting for like nine hours at a clip kind of click clack click clack that's a bad idea so and that's exactly <laughs> what I do <laughs> well so many people do right yeah. that's here in here in the U, I, I, I like to think that maybe during COVID, people have found ways to be a little bit more active during the day working from home and stuff. But not necessarily, right? A lot of people just transfer that habit of sitting at their desk all day to their home desk or whatever. But one way or the other, to answer your, your original question, just find a way to get more active each week that's going to work from you. And that, that's what I would... A lot of people get discouraged if they, if they set a goal that's not being hit and a lot of times that happens because we set goals that aren't necessarily realistic right and by mm-hmm. that I'm, I mean something that we're actually going to if somebody's never run a day in their life them saying I'm going to do the like New York City Marathon in, right. next month it's just it's, it's not a realistic goal necessarily without risking injury especially but set a goal that you can do and if you if you veer off course a little bit not the end of the world you know you're standing here the what we're trying to get to is over in that direction somewhere. It doesn't have to be an exact path, but having that, having an idea of where we want to get to is, is the main part of that. So any form that you can do, and that, that can shift too, right? So if you, if you start walking and find you want to kick it up a notch and, and up your game a little bit, move it on up. But one way or the other, the version of you after 52 weeks will have had a lot more activity during that year than the person who started the right. bar 40 journey that that is certainly what you know unless you have some sort of you know medical reason or something that would make that not a not a good option for you anybody anybody else should right. be talk to sure. your doctor first <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, disclaimer speak to your medical <laughs> professional before no but seriously any anybody can incorporate some additional right. activity in their life and it, as far as maybe the number one reason that people give for not working out more is guess what it is no time. No time. That's right. it. No time. I don't have time. So I would challenge anybody who is coming up with that answer of I don't have time to go through the exercise of keeping a, keeping a time journal for themselves for one week and being, again, honest, honesty and uh, true candor with yourself is key here. But write down how you're spending your time because we, we all get these same, these same 24 hours, right? And if you can't find... 30 minutes in your 24 hours to incorporate some sort of increased activity, I'd be extremely surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there, you know, there's always some cases, right? Well, I've talked to people, they're like, well, here's my schedule. 
I wake up at 5 a.m. I take care of my kid until 5.45. I leave the house at 5.45. I get home at 3.15. I take care of my elderly mother. You're a caregiver for multiple people. Yeah, yeah, and and like literally every minute is allocated. Those are are cases that are unusual. I would say most people, they're like, well... I've got to watch like Real Housewives. That's at seven o'clock, and you know, you know what right. I mean. Like they have these things that are in their right, schedule. Right. That my shows. I got yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching their shows. My only point would be you do have the time. You just you know if you change your priority to incorporate, you will figure out a way to do it. Right, and even if you are that person that's the caregiver, you know that you know that's it might be a wake up call that hey, I need help. You know, like you know with caregiving you know because yeah. i can't even you know take a little time to in, improve my health you know my physical health my mental health you know totally so. the the benefits of activity are just so huge on every you know the physical aspect obviously but just what happens in our brain when we're exercising and when we get like even a little bit of cardio mild cardio brisk walking for 20 minutes will leave you with kind of feel-good effects for three hours. I mean, it's just crazy, the, the benefits of it. And it is slightly addictive in and of itself. So once you're kind of in that that zone of, of doing more of it, then it starts to gain its own momentum. But I'll, I'll just add this with, with regards to the fitness. So some people, if they're doing bar 40 and they're doing it by themselves and they don't, you know, ideally if, if you have somebody that you're doing it with or whatever, that, that helps, but there's no reason you can't do it by yourself. But some people would say, well, I just don't have the motivation to go for a walk by myself or something like that. That, that happens. So think about, think about this, right? There's a lot of organizations, volunteer organizations that would love somebody to reach out to them and say, listen, I want to start getting some extra walks in during the week. Can I take somebody typically elderly people or maybe somebody living in senior housing. And again, I know this COVID thing is crazy. But right. in general, if you want to volunteer your time to help other people, maybe it's even walking dogs at the local or, animal shelter. Or cleaning somehow, like, you know, like yeah. a, a facility, like a like a nonprofit or something. They, yep. they always need help because they can't afford to pay people to do of that. Of course. It's a great point. There's a million vo- there's there's a million websites that have volunteer opportunities that are going to involve some sort of physical activity where so there, there's a classic two birds thing right you're getting your exercise mm-hmm. in and you're helping whatever that organization is and helping the other people right and if you do find it do find an organization that would like you to help join them for walks and then people are relying on you at that schedule time every week you're much less likely to skip that because you have people waiting for you so i mean unless you're some sort of monster you know, you have like these people that you know are waiting for you at 3 p.m. to go for a walk. You're not going to blow that off. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna show up and you're gonna you're gonna you don't want to disappoint those those people. I just thought of this, but like I mean, I I try and help out those kinds of organizations. It would be kind of cool like to to help connect people. You know, that are doing bar 40 with a, oh, it's a, a great local organization idea. like that. Yeah, like a just like a resource, like a, a connector, right? Yeah, and if you you know walkers are, walkers needed. And opportunities, you know, just put kind of match them up. Right. That's a great idea. Yeah, something to think about for the future. Yeah, maybe. that's something we could probably do on the Bar 40 website. Enter your zip code. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're an organization looking for walkers or looking for anybody to, to help, you know, yep. register. And then and then if you're on the other side looking to, you know, ex- get more activity, that's a whole separate offline strategy uh, <laughs> conversation there. But, yeah, I like, I like that thought. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, as far as like support for for achieving, 
you know, the goals in this. Not everybody has, like, a tremendous, like, built-in support system at home necessarily. Right. You know, or has, like, you know, the... You're, everybody's going to have moments of weakness or temptation sure. or something. You know, how do you handle those? How did you handle those? And how can other people learn yeah, from Yeah, that? no, that is that is a real thing, right? So every day is not... There's going to be some times where it's hard to keep that... that perseverance and that determination to keep going forward. Sometimes it's like, man, I don't feel like doing this. You know what right. I mean? Or I just want to, I, I just want to eat that pizza or I just want to have that six pack of beer. Like, you know, we can't right. always be, or the results aren't what you right. were expecting. Right. You know? And you're doing it. You feel like you're doing it in a vacuum. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, so those days, those days certainly will pop up and there's, there's no, I don't know if there's any simple solution to that, except for just know when you if you do veer off track, know that that is not the end of the world, right? Every day is a new day, and again, the goal for the the year is to just continue to try and do better every day. It's not mm-hmm. game over if something happens where you had a slip, you know, you just you you start over. There's a million slogans. It's it's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get back up, and and they are true in that sense, but. I would say that with that mindset, you will develop this perseverance and this grit to be like, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. And I know I'm going to screw up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Perfection is definitely the enemy of the good in that sense where if, if you've got this, you can't have this mentality, well, well, I screwed that up. I'll try it again next year. No matter mm-hmm. what happens, keep moving forward. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and if you have some bad days, at the end of it, you're still you're still going to have a great year, even with some slip-ups during during that year. It is not a showstopper if you veer off course from your goals for the day. Right. Just stick stick with it. Yeah. I mean, and I know that's, that's yeah, people are often tempted to, you know, you, you, you make one mistake with your eating and then, oh, well. You know, right. Then, you know. Diet's I'll, over. I'll eat, like, a whole container of ice cream now. And right, right, right. And whatever, you know. But. Yeah. And that's the thing. Catch yourself in real time. You know what I mean? And that that small that small thing of future self, though, right? Like just, just <laughs> like imagine your future self, like next week, going, "What are you doing?" You know right. what I mean? While you have that ice cream or do it, whatever right. you're doing that you wish you weren't doing, think right. about it in real time. Like I don't have like this hand. If we're talking about eating or drinking, this hand does not have to come to my mouth. Right. I can stop. I you know. I am not going to be hijacked by my emotions, right? I, I am in control here in real time. And no matter what's happening, I can, I can regain control. And don't give yourself that excuse where you screw up a little bit and then it's like, if it's 10 o'clock a.m. And, and you just had a second chocolate chip pancake, you don't mm-hmm. have to say, well, today's shot for the diet. I'm just going to do whatever, a cheat day. Right. You know what I mean? right course correct get right back on course not you know you see these kids that are in like a dance recital and they, it's like a four minute you know routine they have a screw up in 30 seconds in they keep going mm-hmm. they don't walk off stage you know these a lot of these kids are more resilient than adults are they're just you know they got that front sight mentality we're going to keep plowing ahead mm-hmm. and that's that's what we got to keep doing man just you know move forward keep moving forward there yeah. is, it's a it's a burn the boats mentality, right? Right. We are not we are not retreating, no matter what. It's forward motion, right? Even if that means a couple stumbles along the way. 
And I mean, obviously you can't, you know, every time somebody's like, oh, I feel like a drink, I'm going to call Eric. No, you can't do that. But, you know, you put yourself out there. You know, I know your email's in the book. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super and, accessible. And you're, through your website, you have, like, there's multiple ways to contact you. And you do offer, like, coaching Yep, absolutely. In to... Yeah, that's, that's a great point. If somebody's looking for some additional uh, coaching resources, they can go they can go right to uh, bar www.bar40.org and they can, you know, set up just, you know, set up a time on on the schedule, just submit your info. I'll reach out to you or Brandon is another coach who would reach out to you and we'll see what's going on, what your hopes and goals are, try to figure something out, but yeah, we you know I'm here in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, as most listeners, if you're around here, would would know. But I'm like I'm literally running seven days a week. Somebody reached out to me and said, like, "Hey, I just read your book. I'd love to talk to you. Join me for a run. I wouldn't be hard to assassinate because I'm extremely local. I'm I'm around all the time, mm-hmm. and I love to help people. And you know, yeah. But but check out check out bar40.org for some additional additional resources on that. Yeah, and and this is just a timely book, like as we were talking about earlier, especially with COVID-19, the holidays coming, you know, that, that can be a stressful time for people, and, and it is a time when people tend to overindulge, so, yeah, you know, no doubt. you might want to be proactive, you know, before that happens, and, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a great point. I would I would say if anybody, you know, if anybody is finding themselves and there's no listen, there's no shortage of articles about what this year has been meaning for overindulging and you know, alcohol tends to be the one that keeps getting a lot of media coverage, but mm-hmm. if you find, you know, if you're listening and you find yourself in that category where you're a little concerned about it or or you're concerned about a loved one or a loved one is concerned about you, I mean, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you've if you noticed the fact that there's a lot more wine bottles in the recycling bin every week, I mean, it, it may be sneaking up on you. And it's just something to be mindful of, to, to your point, Josh, that, you know, the holidays... Can't even lift it to recycling to <laughs> yeah. the curb anymore. And if you really. find you're, you're now starting to stop the recycling and bury them in garbage bags and try to, you know, get oh. rid of the evidence... But the, the holidays always bring, you know, historically and statistically, that, that window between Thanksgiving and, and New Year's, that is when, when drinking spikes anyway every year. Right. So we, I think a lot of people have just got a big head start on that holiday season that may have started in April. Right. So, I mean, if anybody's concerned about that, I would say in that Bar 40 book, there's a couple great resources that I recommend to read and you know there one of them is called alcohol explained i think the author is william porter another one is alcohol lied to me by a by a guy named i think it's glenn beck i could have those authors names wrong but they're two they're two really interesting books that it's not like a you know a real preachy book it's just more informational about what goes on inside the body with alcohol and the effects and it's just real matter of fact but i tell you what it will I read them a long time ago. It will. It it makes it hard to go back to enjoying drinking after you read those things. They kind of scare mm-hmm. you straight a little bit. It's like wowee. So for anybody who would like to try to move away from it, I would definitely say check out those books on Audible or buy them used. Again, cheap cheap to buy them used, but really really informational for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm an audiobook guy, so I would I would like the Audible version probably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll have to check them out and. Um... And yeah, I was also going to say for that matter, you know, I mean, 
2021 is not that far away at this point. So, like you recommend in the book, you know, choosing a date. Yep. You know, maybe we're already at the end of October. You you want to make New Year's. You know, you're you're you want to have a healthier 2021. Yeah. Than an unhealth than 2020, which is going to be just about everybody. No doubt so, about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, now's the time to you know sort of start start thinking about that and. Uh, Bar 40 can help you with that. I think it can, de- I know, you know, listen, I, if I didn't, I, I honestly, and I know your listeners don't know me, but if I, if I didn't believe that Bar 40 could help people, I wouldn't even be talking about it. And it's, you know, that 52 week journal, I think is a great resource. Even if you got the book and threw everything I wrote away, that 52 week training journal is a really good training journal that you can get on. But I do think it's, it's a really useful tool you know, for the new year, if somebody wants to get going with stuff, I, I know we're going to be doing some, uh, you know, kick off the new year launch coaching, pro- like easy coaching programs to help people get rolling for the first 60 days. So there'll be some stuff coming out on the Bar 40 website. That would be interesting. I would I would say to anybody, if, you, if you're if you interested in learning more, to go to our website and join our mailing list. Mm-hmm. And then we'll keep, yeah. you, keep you posted on what's cooking with upcoming things. But... Yeah, I definitely think it's a resource that can help anybody have a really amazing year. And the thi- this, and I'll I'll leave it at this. But the secret about Bar Forty is the, the tagline is your best year ever. But the habits that you form during that fifty-two weeks, they don't stop when that year is up. People mm-hmm. don't go back to living a sedentary lifestyle, eating horrible food, and doing all the things that they moved away from. Those those new habits. And that new operating system that you've kind of programmed your subconscious into doing for that last year, they stick with you. So that best year becomes your new daily mindset and, and kind of like the way that you live your life. So it's it's really something very transformative. Right. right? And, I, and I would love to hear anybody's feedback after they have a chance to experience some of it. You don't have to wait the full year either. If you're if you're doing it and you, something, you want to share something, get a hold of me. I, you know, if you're a month into it or it doesn't matter to me, I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, and of course, if they want to get a hand, their hands on a copy of Bar 40, your website, again, yep. is there's bar40.org. A, yeah, there's there's bar40.org, or there's a second website, which is, I don't want to complicate things, but bar40book.com. There's a short video on there explaining some of the book. There's a link directly to Amazon. I will say, on, and I need to uh, add this to the other website, but on bar40book.com, there's also an option to buy the uh, book as a coil-bound version. If you'd rather that so oh, okay. it does make it nice for the journal it, right. just, it lays that flat so there's a coil bound buy the book option as well as the amazon button to buy the book but either way they're both on that bar40book.com right and i would say makes a great gift but you know probably <laughs> you're like what have you given me <laughs> yeah yeah it's, I mean, it's more something you you buy for yourself I, I i will say it's very hard to motivate you know it's one thing if you're doing it you give it to somebody else too like let's do this together that's one thing if you just give it right. to somebody, throw it at them and be like knock you yourself this. out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need this. this is it's hard to, it's hard to assign as homework because a lot of it is comes from within you have to want to move in this direction because you know obviously there is some sacrifice you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and you will be doing things that the people around you are most likely not doing and you are going to be in a lot of cases elevating yourself you know you're you're seeking that higher path all these small Mm -hmm. decisions every day are these little forks in the road and you're making slightly better decisions every day Mm -hmm. constantly and by the end of it you're going to be i'm using 
my hands, which doesn't do anybody any good. <laughs> but yeah, but you're, you're, you're moving up. Your trajectory is aimed upwards. And there's just no... It's like if you play tennis with somebody every day. You don't notice yourself getting any better. Yeah. But at the end of the year, you, if you played somebody different, you'd realize that you advanced. Right. You know, these, these gradual changes happen so incrementally that you may not really notice... If, if, if losing weight's one of your things, you'll probably, you know, if you're weighing yourself, you'll see that stuff. But the other habits, it's just, at the end of it, it's like, holy moly, you know, my life has radically changed. Which is why, again, that journal is such a cool thing because you can see, you can have a record of it where you look back on that year mm-hmm. and it's like, man, oh man, here's like a, here's a documentation of this crazy, amazing year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fired up just like you know thinking about it. And, yeah. And, you know, that feeling of you know there's there's no stopping you. you know? Right. I mean, everybody can remember what that felt like. Yes. You know, but why not feel like that all the time? Yep. And you, it's the thing, right? So we we do not need to be, and especially like we're we're bombarded constantly with social media and this news. And I don't care if you listen to CNN or Fox or MSNBC or whatever. Sock and source. So, yeah, sock and source would be your best choice for news. <laughs> But if you you know, no matter what, with these mainstream medias and everything, we're just constantly hammered with this crazy news, and it's hard not to get like this doomsday scenario into your head, you know. And you got to shut off all that noise, and you know, really, once you can have that, get into that mindset of like, I'm not going to let all this stuff distract me. I am doing what I'm doing, and that's it, man. I'm I'm moving forward. It's it's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. And you start you start really bouncing out of bed, thinking about that stuff every day, and start getting better sleep. And better sleep brings all sorts of benefits. Your brain is functioning as it should be. Your decision making is better. Everything starts to you know become a little bit. It's like in the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. When at the end of it, Neo sees everything in slow motion, and, and life just becomes so much more manageable. You're not you're not in this constant reactive mode where time is just flowing over us every day, and the next day we just you know, sleepwalk through it and try to do damage control and we're reactive. You start to be more intentional every day about right. how we ultimately want to make our future self proud. Right. So it all, it's it all like, comes yeah, you, you, you drank too much the night before and then, oh, phew, I made it through, you know. Right. Nobody knew, you know, or yeah, yeah, like yeah. the next day. Check like, your wallet, your car keys, my cell phone, see if the car's in the yeah. driveway where it should be. Yeah, I, did, I didn't miss any appointments. Like, right, uh, I'm, I'm doing fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's such a common thing, right? Well, I didn't, I haven't lost my job. You know, I haven't. I'm, I'm doing fine. Everything is, everything is working. Like that's, that's always the ultimate rationalization for people that they don't have a, a drinking problem because all these things are okay, right? right. But I mean, it's, it's cliche. But right. imagine how much better they would be if you didn't have that, you know, weight around your neck. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us. And I'm really excited about Bar 40 and excited to recommend it. Awesome. I hope everybody will check it out, visit your website, and we're excited to uh, keep in touch. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me in. I really appreciate uh, being a a guest here. And um, to all your listeners, too, I hope you give it a, if you give it a try, let me know for sure, because I'd love to hear about it. We've been recording No Rain Date since late 2019, and we've produced a fair number of episodes at this point. We would love to hear your feedback about what we're doing. What makes you tune in every week? What ideas do you have for 
interview guests. Is there something that you think the podcast is missing? Feel free to share your thoughts, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent with us. You can do that by emailing josh at josh at com. No Rain Date is a local news and information podcast, and we focus on the Saucon Valley. However, our guests are from the Lehigh Valley and beyond. So please try and keep that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about ideas for future episodes. Thank you. No Rain Date is an original production of Saucon Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Every night, he climbs the tower, sees your face.